Welcome to the Republic Forum, and uh, we are live, and we're in a conversation with um, the president of CC. The DL. CCDL, yeah. Yeah. Holly, and I forgot your last name already. Sullivan. Holly no, Sullivan, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my memory is short as I get older, but uh, no, I, I think it's very important. I was uh, looking at the uh, gun legislation that's uh, coming up, and, and uh, it, it does. You're absolutely right. It only impacts law abiding citizens because if you're not going to obey the law, you don't care. Mm. Now, my Absolutely. question now, does it now there's like so, like we said, there's like different components. So we went over the component for uh, the conceal the, the open carry that they're trying to strip. Also, the fact that they are trying to strip the AR style guns. Now, I know that there's also other components, right? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a huge expansion to safe storage requirements. Um, so essentially, right now under Connecticut law, if you have um, somebody who might be at risk or a minor child in your home, you are required to lock your firearm up at all times. Um, but let's say you're a you know 65-year-old single man and you don't have anybody in your home that fits that qualification, nor do you have any expectation that somebody like that would be in your home. That doesn't necessarily apply today. But going forward, if it is not in your immediate control, you are going to have to lock your firearm. So three in the morning, if you hear your door get broken into, you have to say, hold on a second, let me go to my safe, hold on, criminal, and turn the lock and get your, your firearm out, even though there's nobody risky in your household. So a lot of folks are going to get jammed up with this because they're simply not going to know that the law changed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so I, I, I'm in bed at night, and my pistol's on my nightstand. There, there's mm -hmm. nobody in my house, minor, or anybody else. So I'm, I'm safe to do that. It doesn't have to be locked up. It's in my possession at that point. I mean, it's, you know, again, I don't want to get into exactly what the details are, okay. how, long your, how long your arm length is, if it's oh, actually okay. So if, it, if it's know, under my pillow, I'd say I'd... No, that's the yeah, big. That's the big. Really, that's the big question, right? Yeah, what's what's right. technically in your, your what's, possession? What's right. in your possession? So let's say you get up. At, let's say the firearms on your nightstand, but you get up in the middle of the night and you go use the restroom. You're no long. It's no longer within your reach. True. You just broken the law. You're now a criminal. Uh, what is something right? So this is how complicated these situations are going to get for good people who have not done something wrong. Okay. Um, but the but what's not being talked about is the person who breaks down that door and enters your house. Correct. That person gets a slap on the wrist still. Well, but the yeah. No, you fin finished. Yeah, I'm just saying. So, so the um, so it's you know, especially if you if you leave your home or anything like that, it's all of those details of having to remember all of the steps that you take, and and small mistakes make major consequences for good people. Oh, but what we're not dealing with in this bill is actual criminals. Right, I, I understand where you're going here. Um, how come there's nothing in there that uh, that says if you're uh, caught committing a crime with a firearm, it's a mandatory five year sentence, no parole, no bond, just slam bang gone. Yeah, well, mem yeah, certainly members of uh, the minority party have certainly pushed for harsher penalties. 
Um, but it is very difficult to get through our legislation. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, like we say, we're we're not doing anything to the actual uh, criminals that are, you know, committing these crimes, and it it seems like they're trying to criminalize the general population. Don't you know, Jeff? This is about stripping you of your individual rights. Never. This has nothing to do with. This Never. has nothing to do with actually dealing Never. with the problem. There's enough under my kitchen cabinet to ensure my personal rights. The God, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Don't, anyway, um, no, I, I think it's just crazy how they, how, how they do this. Now, um, you talked about registering uh, firearms. Now, everybody, when they buy a fire, firearm, um, as far as I understand, it gets registered with the state. So what are they doing? They they looking for people to go and register uh, grandpa's shotgun that's been, you know, passed down through uh, three, four generations as a family heirloom? Not quite. So when when we go and we purchase a firearm at the point of sale, what's issued is an authorization number. They The state <clears throat> says that we don't technically have a registry. Um, so what they want you to do is if you have one of these firearms that's going to be banned going forward, you have to go and declare that you have it. Nine times out of ten, they probably already know that you have it. Um, however, they want you to jump through additional hoops. Now, the problem they're in is, again, somebody doesn't know. They don't do it. They make a small mistake later in life and find out that they missed the memo. Um, again, you know, it, it has huge impacts for folks. Um, so they could be facing some pretty serious penalties um, just by not knowing that they were supposed to do that and maybe making the assumption that at point of sale it was registered, but the state is asking for an additional step for every one of these firearms. Okay. And uh, this goes along with the high-capacity magazines, uh, uh, limiting everything to 10 rounds? Yeah, so that's still, um, that is still in place since 2013. That's correct. Yeah, okay. nothing more than 10 rounds. Yeah, but now the question is, if you have now have to register these things, all of a sudden, because they're technically registered, do they now can you go full AR-15 with them once you've registered them? Because they're technically you know, in that category, right? So, the, so are you asking if you can modify it? Yeah, I mean, why not? Um, so they're going to know. So they're, you're not going to be able to modify it beyond the features that it already has. So, like, when you do the registry, it's going to ask you your barrel length. I mean, obviously, it's still semi-automatic. Um, if, it's a, if it's a fully automatic firearm, which is relatively rare, that's like an NSA ATF item. Um, so what we're talking about is really those, those semi-automatic um, firearms with certain features. Um, but there's quite a lot of them. They're in very common use across the state. I think probably a lot of your listeners have something that's on that, you know, AR platform um, that would be a Connecticut Other or a pre-ban, um, that, that those are the, the, the uh, firearms that are going to have to be registered. Okay, so it, it's not really going after, say, the Remington uh, uh, hunting rifles that are, have a, you know, th a capacity of three and things like that, and not affecting no. any bolt or re revolver style. And I would say that's only because of how much work went into changing this bill from what it was when it was first presented back in February, um, the bill was pretty egregious um, when it was originally presented. So it was it was including, like we talked about earlier, 22 rimfire, even though that is an incredibly small round. Um, it included things that had features. Um, it included uh, all sorts of different kind of, you know, uh, safety requirements on guns going forward. Um, it talked about 
you know, lots of different things that also did impact hunters. Um, but a lot of that language has been modified um, largely due to the work of, of certain legislators that are pro-Second Amendment. Okay. Now, uh, we're going to like you to give a, uh, a plug to your age, your uh, CCDL. How, how do people get involved? Where do they go? What's your website, phone numbers, things like this? Because we'd like to see the uh, membership grow. And yeah, there are absolutely. people listening that might not know how to get in touch with you, so why don't you give us all that information? For sure. So our website is www.ccdl.us, um, and you can join right there. It's free to join, um, or you can join with, with other features for a paid membership if you'd like to, but no obligation. <clears throat> um, we do meet in New Britain on the second Tuesday of every month at 7 o'clock at the VFW, so everyone is always welcome to join. Whether or not you've become a member or not uh, makes no difference, so please come and see us the second Tuesday of every month at the VFW in New Britain at 7 p.m. Well, it, well see, I, and I thought you met in Middletown, but you moved. We used to. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. And you said you've got you've got quite a number of uh, members. I think yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, just 44,000. Um, yep. You know, what, what do you suggest people do? You know, uh, we want to write our uh, representatives and our uh, state uh, senators and tell them to vote no on bill number. So it's um, 6667. So the House has already voted. Yep. Um, so the House is done. Take a look and see how your representative voted. If they're not supporting your Second Amendment rights, speak up and then work towards getting them out next election. The Senate is in session tonight. They're back in session tomorrow. We do anticipate that this will be a, at a vote. It could be happening right now. Well, we're on the phone for all I know. I just haven't right. been able to watch. Um, so, you know, certainly if you have a moment right now, pick up the phone, call your senator, and tell them to vote no. They'll get the message. Um, but, again, if they're not supporting your rights as an American, as a law-abiding citizen, then let's work together one year from now to change the makeup of who is sitting in Hartford representing us because we have the right to do that. Oh, absolutely. Now, one year from now, one of the things um, uh, to help local towns, do you publish a list of who the uh, uh, state reps and state senators are who aren't pro-Second Amendment and get that out to, you know, uh, yeah. the towns? We absolutely do. So right on our website, you can actually um, look at our endorsements, and we actually have rated every sitting legislator in the state of Connecticut, um, whether they are anti-2A, unreliable, pro-Second Amendment, or endorsed. So you can actually see what their voting record is just on Second Amendment issues on our website. Okay, because uh, my state senator is Kathy Austin, and the first time she came through, they let her get away with uh, voting against some gun bill, and then the second time I think she voted for it. So this, yeah, she's been. This will be the yeah. third time, and I think that'll set set the die or the cast. Yes, them you on. know what? And in your area, for folks that are listening, um, you know, call Senator Austin's office and make sure it's known that how you feel about it. Absolutely, um, because it's important that she hears from her constituents. The other one we got nearby us is May Flexer. Oh, well, I'm not worried about that. You know, and Susan Johnson, I, I know she's a, uh, uh, I'm going to say pro-Second Amendment, I hope. But I don't know. I'll have to go and look. Yeah, I mean, now you've given me homework. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, everybody <laughs> should be looking. And, it's you know, it's important because what, when, when legislators campaign, when they're coming in as a candidate and they campaign, everybody says, I support the Second Amendment. But their voting record may tell a different story. And that's where CCDL can help you get that information. Oh, and awesome. you know what? You get that to us. We're not afraid to put it out on the Absolutely. airwaves, too. Yeah. Jump up and for down. Sure. The other thing I was going to ask you is like, so let's let's go down the line. Worst case scenario, let's say this thing passes. Is there, What's the next step? Other than obviously vote these guys out. Um, so, um, you know, I think there's a lot of question right now if some of these laws will be constitutional. Um, there's a lot happening in the court system now. So that's always something to be considered. I, you know, I wouldn't want to put the cart before the horse. But I think, you know, when it comes to Second Amendment issues, we always look at the constitutionality. And, and if um, they have the right to do what they're doing. Um, and if they don't, then it should be challenged. You know, what? one of the, and I, I, I believe in the Constitution and, and that, but one of the things that seems to be very difficult, even if we, you know, feel it's against the Constitution on and on, we have legislatures, uh, town governments, it doesn't have to be guns, it just seem to want to flaunt the Constitution and take people's rights away um, just for the sole purpose of yeah, being able a, to uh, tell you what you can do and what you can't do, control. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So, I, you know, I really think that it's very important to, you know, keep these Second Amendment rights uh, in place. It's important that we, uh, uh, you know, law-abiding citizens, gun owners, get up and say, yeah, you know, um, go after the convicts. Put in a five-year or whatever you want. But don't let people get away with this stuff. And I think we'd see a lot of this gun violence go down. You know, I agree. I think the healthy respect that your your the house that you might consider breaking into is armed. I think criminals might might think twice. Well, absolutely. And the other thing too is, you know, I I do believe some of this is a mental health issue that we see, especially in the schools and that yeah. type of thing. And you know, I've talked about video games and the you know just a culture that's out there right now. Uh, permitting this, I, I can't say for sure, but um, and and to a certain extent, I do agree that uh, you know unless a firearm is in your possession or you know in the same room with you, and you have minors, yeah, you need to take steps to protect them from it. The other thing I was getting, do you know anything about what's going on in the courts right now, as far as like because I know that the Bruin decision was handed mm -hmm. down. It was it was last year? Am I mistaken? Yep. Or was it the year before Good. that? Um, no, it's relatively recent. So the Bruin yeah. decision, um, it did come through in 2022, um, and it really changes the landscape of how lower courts are supposed to adjudicate uh, Second Amendment cases going forward. So essentially the Supreme Court said you can't just say because it's for the greater good of public safety. You have to look at history, text, and tradition of the founding era of our country. So it really kind of changes the standard that judges have used, uh, particularly in this area of the country. Um, so the Bruin decision um, is obviously very positive for Second Amendment supporters. And, you know, as these cases kind of play out in the court system, it creates new precedent. Is there any case right now to watch uh, that's going on, at least at the Supreme Court level? Uh, and if there isn't, is there anything at the uh, uh, circuit court level that, that people should be watching? 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a number of them out there. Um, there's a there's one of the more interesting things that's happened in the last month or so are two conflicting decisions out of Illinois. Um, so Northern Illinois went one direction, and Southern Illinois went another direction. Um, and then that uh, that is probably one of the ones that's on the faster track to the Supreme Court, as well as one coming out of Maryland, um, the Bianchi case out of Maryland. So there's two that are kind of tottering pretty close up there. Um, So, yeah, I think that, you know, I think things are going to start happening. I know that uh, uh, Justice uh, Comey Barrett um, recently, they appealed to her on that Illinois case, and she passed it down and said, you know, let the lower court do its thing. But I I think she's letting us know that she's watching. Um, So, you know, it's going to be it's a very interesting time um, for Second Amendment law. That's for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Well, I want to thank you for your time. And your ex- explanations, and once once again, want to want you to get your uh, uh, email out there and on and on, and give yourself another plug, and then mm-hmm. we're going to say thank you very much, and we're going to talk to you again later on. Very good. Well, thank you again. Again, the website is www.ccdl.us, and happy to have any listeners join as new members and welcome you in New Britain um, or live stream the videos from home. Excellent. Maybe, awesome. and it's Tuesday night. You said, yeah, the second Tuesday of every month. Yeah, I was going to say, too bad it's not a Thursday night. We could come down and do a live show. Maybe we come down huh. and do yeah. a live show on a Tuesday. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the live Yeah, we'll do great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate your time. All righty. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye. And we're going to be right back because we've got to go pay our bills. Welcome back to the Republic Forum. I'm Jeff here along with Mr. Bobby James. And uh, we just had a wonderful conversation with Holly Sullivan, uh, president of the CCDL, Citizens Connected Citizen Defense League president here. And uh, some great information. So, you know, if you're a hunter, uh, you know, a pistol shooter, anybody that's interested in guns or you know what? Just protecting your constitutional rights, whether it's a gun, your right to First Amendment, whatever you want to do. It's important to pay attention. Uh, We're going to stay on this as some votes are coming up and let you know. Uh, She gave us some really great information. Um, We're going to watch how our representatives vote around here and whether they get a passing grade uh, for all of you out there to consider next year. When a lot of yeah. these uh, 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 people are up for re-election. Because, you know, it's really something important. And uh, like we were talking about, they're not really doing anything for the criminal. I mean, you know, there should be... Only that. They're not doing anything to solve the actual gun right. crimes. Right. So, you know, uh, the average you know, average gun crime, you know, not, not which isn't school shootings... But, you know, robberies and, you know, this type of thing, if you're caught, I mean, it should be a mandatory slam bang done deal as far as I'm concerned. Almost almost none of the guns that they're banning are actually responsible for any of the crimes that are actually happening in the state. Right. Well, you know, I don't know what all the guns are being used in the state, but I I would expect the pistols. It's mostly handguns. Yeah, yeah, mostly handguns. You know, the uh, gun of choice. But I, I wouldn't know. I don't go out and do those things. So. Well, I'm just saying, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. And I know what uh, uh, the Western guy over here, Mr. Bobby James, has just never been caught. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, let's not let's not start passing any rumors out there, okay? Hey, I couldn't help that. You know, I like to have fun and joke around. 
You know, I mean, the, the guy. You're gonna behind, get me into trouble. You're not a guy behind the counter over here has got more than the rest of us. I mean, he's got bullets on his arm, crying out loud. And so, anyway, uh, enough enough with that. Hey, what else is going on? Let's see. Uh, the debt. The, the it, debt ceiling, the, yeah. The debt ceiling, the, the, the house passed Kevin McCarthy that. managed to pull it off. Uh, I, I'm not happy with what Kevin McCarthy did. I mean, he didn't get enough. He <clears> didn't get enough. I mean, this is ludicrous. I, I I will say this. I will say this. See, I, I agree with you. I, I, I will agree well, with I you. Well, I don't care whether that, you like, agree with me or not. You but I that. am going to say that. I am going to say this, that he has a very slim majority. And he was able to force Biden, who had threatened and all this other garbage, to come to heel. Now, I mean, could he have done more? Yeah. But realistically speaking, could he actually have gotten more out of, uh, you know? Oh, absolutely. Was he dealing with uh, Joe Biden or Joe Biden's double? I don't know. Whichever one. doesn't matter. All right. So, you know, the other thing, too, is... um, I, I don't think he got enough. I, my big deal is, you know, uh, my thoughts are uh, it is so corrupt down in Washington, D.C. with all these politicians. I And, you know, everybody's been, you know, listening to the Biden crime family. And, you know, they had this investigation, you know, and then the Biden President Biden says, you know, stop the investigation. That's the end of that. And things like this, I I think everybody's on the takedown there. There aren't. There's probably only one senator that hasn't enriched themselves, you know, to this become multi-millionaires. This, is, this down is the there. most corrupt political regime we've had in office probably since President Harding. Like you have to go back to President Harding days well, to find something. This back. this is this is he is Biden is quite possibly the worst president we've had since Buchanan. And the 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 most corrupt president since President Harding. I mean, it's very very hard to be this corrupt. Well, you know, in what, just to speak about something else, you know, he's he's been in politics down there as a senator or, or a rep for what forty years, thirty some odd years, <clears throat> between thirty and forty yeah. years. And I mean, you know, this is where term limits really should be there. I mean, how it's not a job. It's no, a, it's it a fancy. Be. Well, it's a fancy country club. Yeah, do they go home and do some homework and get together and do stuff like this? But you know, we just had an incident over here. Well, and- see, that's the thing. I mean, this is what makes you question whether or not there might actually be legitimately rigging. Because back in the, like the 19th century, the, you'd never had. I mean, because if you, if you were down in Washington or just in general politics long enough, you're going to piss off enough people. Uh, well, isn't that, for, isn't for a while. That, it's just, it's just the nature that, of the beast. But that's your, right. That, that's your job. I exactly. Mean, but you know, my you, point you is, can't is that you can't please everybody. But the point is, at some point in time, you're gonna you're gonna make enough people upset that you should, in theory, lose out to another person, and you and and you should have, on average, if you're a congressperson, maybe like two or three terms before you get voted out. This 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 permanent incumbency. Uh, seems to be, especially with the fact that they've gotten rid of a lot of the. It's not the. I know a lot of people complain about pork in these bills, but it's not like it used to be. Like back in the day, strong. Like back in like the old days in the fifties and sixties and stuff like that, they used to get a lot of pork in there, and they were able to get away with it. But the problem is that's not really on the. They don't really do that. They normally they normally farm out a lot of the legislative responsibilities to the administrative state. So like, what do these people actually do? 
Well, you know, and you say the pork isn't in there. It, you know, it's they, not. They, I say it's not as bad. It, it, well, I think not it's, as aggressive. I think, not it's, as I think it's every bit as bad because they they've grown all these other agencies that they fund to do this and that. You know, I don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't see any anything wrong with having a work requirement for uh, no, that's, a that's welfare and things like this. I mean, we should be encouraging people to work. We should be encouraging people to do the right thing. No, but like that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like right now. I'm saying like it's 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 mostly most of the laws and most of the the regulations being emplaced upon people is like like EPA is you know is, is its own separate agency right, and is doing its own thing and regulating it without Congress. Correct, and it, and that doesn't work in the Constitution in the way the government is framed. They, That's what I'm saying. They, they they have abdicated their authority to other. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no, I'm saying it. You're not saying it. I'm I've saying been saying it. that. <laughs> I was saying that's why I said the pork is being is being has been farmed yeah, out to the administration. Right, state. They're, they're doing this kind of thing, and, and you know when you go to try and change it or hold somebody responsible, they kind of look at you and say, "Well, we didn't do that." You know exactly. And you've made all the heads of these agencies. You know, uh, they're actually writing laws. Exactly. And things like that. And, you know, it's against the Constitution. So when are we finally going to stop? And I think it's starting. I think the silent majority or the people out there are starting to well, wake I hope up. so. And I, and I th- you know, and uh, at this point, I think I got to thank the drag queens for it. And the kind of things well, that, they do that really, you know, they put it in your face. And now people are going, wait a second here. Wait a second. Personally, I don't care what you do in your house in your own room, but I don't want to see this. Well, I this think stuff. I think that that's that's I, I I really agree with you on that one. I think yeah. this this Bud Light fiasco oh. and stuff like that. I think that is going to play a huge role in the 2024 election in a much bigger way. It is it is ticked off everyone. But you know, the every the vast majority of people, you know, should be ticked off about a whole lot of other things too, not just the Bud Light. You no, know, no, in I that type that, of thing. The difference is the difference is, Jeff, like the Bud Light situation impacts people, other people that normally aren't political. Right. That normally don't think about these things. And all of a sudden it's their problem now. Right. Like people have been paying attention. Like if you if you if you're a business owner, if 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 you're just kind of invested in different like aspects or you're a culture warrior or something of this nature. You're paying attention to these things, right? But if you're the average American, you're, you're the the Bud Light drinker. All of a sudden, a lot of this culture war stuff just got thrown in your face that you right. just tried to personally avoid. Well, or you know, or you weren't you paying know. attention. Not so much exactly. that you were avoiding it; it just wasn't happening around you. But uh, I think it's pretty amazing how uh, uh, the va- vast majority of people came out and started to vote with their wallet. And I yeah. think that's wonderful. I can't get over that though. I, the, the one thing that 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 shook me. I'm I'm not surprised by the Bud Light fiasco because I mean that that just makes perfect sense why this happened. But did you see Target? I've been reading it on Target, but you know it it's it got f- downgraded by J.P. Morgan. Right. I, I understand. You know, you you'd think these other companies would uh, figure this out, but then you've got this um, grading system that these um, oh what what do I want to call them? These outfits have, you know, on on whether you're woke enough, and they actually grade oh, these oh, companies. Yes, I'm yes, trying. yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, a lot of these corporations are afraid that you know the, the DEI score, score or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. 
um, diversity something, something inclusion. Diversity, equity, inclusion scores or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that, which is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, is it's all dreamed up. Well, you know, I've always said, like, you know, uh, we talked back when we had, um, oh, never mind, it's not going to come to me. Uh, but, you know, you hire the best person for the job. Yeah. Regardless, uh, you know, uh, ethnicity or where they're from or on and on, best person for the job, you know. And when you start changing all that type of thing, you know, you get uh, poor quality. I mean, you know, they talk about police officers, but, you know, when you read some of these things, it's just a little scary. Well, the thing that's kind of fascinating is that they, they, they talk about like diversity is 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 our strength. And like, no, it's no, it's, it's, it's the common mission. Right. I mean, if it would, if if it just so happens that that leads to a, a diverse crowd, then that's great. Yeah. But the common mission, that what you share in common, is what's is 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 what should be the guiding light here. Right. Well, you know, and um, I don't know if it was right here in his state, but there was a, a state senator talk. And it was in his state, and um, he was from Bridgeport or somewhere down there, mm-hmm. and he was talking about how. They have failed the students of the state. You know, he was talking about school choice, but, you know, uh, that way. But we spend thousands and thousands of dollars to educate kids and we're pushing out kids that can't read. Right. You know, don't don't know. They're not functional. Right. And, And while it isn't everybody, you know, that's graduating, uh, a lot of these kids can't function. And be- well, it's almost everybody at this point. Like, well, it's, I don't it's know. Bad. There are a lot of kids that are going to graduate out of Wyndham High School, and you know the schools around here that are going to do well. Maybe not in Bridgeport. You know the the percentages are the same. Or Hartford. Well, there might or be there might like be students. That. There might be students who are going to graduate that will eventually who are self motivated enough that they will fix whatever well, propaganda you know, they got shoved at, but. My point is, is that it's not setting people up for success. No, no, you're a- absolutely right. You know, and I, I read some. That's of the, in spite of the system, not because of the system. Well, you know, I, and I read things, uh, you know, from other towns too on on their budgets and their school budgets and hmm. uh, things like this. And you know, one of the big issues I see here is, you know, we're we're spending money, spending money, spending money, and one of the one of the big culprits or. Organizations that's uh, hurting education are the unions, and this and that. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at the school budgets, look, wanting more and more money, you know, and they're yelling at the, uh, you know, uh, citizens they need more money. But, you know, when it comes to a budget, 80 percent or better of a school budget, it's all mm-hmm. salaries and, and benefits, and things like that. How about asking the teachers to give back? You know, instead of the yeah. two to three percent raises well, every that I, year in steps, you know, where where are the citizens uh, saying, you know what, no, you know, and now they're saying, you know, we've got a shortage of what fourteen hundred uh, teachers here in the state, and they want more money, uh, you know, funding to give these teachers. I mean, it's just the unions doing this. This is, it, this is where centralized education isn't working. It well, needs to go. It's, it's, it needs to go back to the towns. We need to get rid of the, uh, was it the education department down in Washington? Bring it back to the state. Bring it back to the towns. Well, not just that. You got to get rid of the public unions completely. 
not just the teachers union, all well, public unions. You know, you, well, I'll, it wasn't going to go that far, but uh, um, you know, I will. I, I well, okay, and that's fine. You know, they, I'm in favor of the union for uh, uh, safety. You know, and the stop child labor, things like that. You know, and that's what the unions came in to make sure. Those are private unions, though. Well, they're well, yeah, AFL, CIO, and all these other companies. But you know, uh, a lot of these other companies that are in. You're right, but you know, it was for uh, safety, as far as I was concerned, to stop child labor laws. Well, that's that was all for like that was all for the private unions. Those yeah. were those were the you know like the the. The Teamsters and those guys right. who work so, with private companies. So you, companies. you want you want to uh, look at the uh, uh, school unions today and say they promote slavery by making the parents pay more and more every year, and they use the uh, children as uh, uh, oh, what's the word I want? Um, hostages. Hostages. Good word. Yeah, yeah. So you know, human could, shields. Could, could, <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> We don't want to go there. But um, hostages, absolutely. You know, if you don't pay us what we want, we won't educate your children. Or we'll educate them doing what they're doing, which isn't education at all. Well, that's the thing. It's, 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 I, that's the thing that kind of gets me under the, the, the skin here is that this isn't really – like the problem is it's, it's a self-creating reality because people are – moving out of the state yes while people are moving in people are also moving out specifically people with young families who can't afford the living expenses of this state which is being driven up by all these pensions and the public unions and everything else and like you said all this teachers tuition which is driving up the prices of all these towns and taxes so people are like i'm out and and they're leaving and they're taking their kids with them and and you're you're having a brain drain they can't leave them behind well, but anyway, yeah, you can't really. I'm not. <laughs> no, we're not promoting that. But uh, no, you know, it's funny. I had a conversation from somebody from a diff- uh, different state the other day and they were talking and, you know, they have a different perspective on things. And, and they were talking about people moving and changing states and this and that. And, and um, you know, is there going to come a point in this country where we have a civil war between the red and the blue states? Much like we had the North and the South. I mean, look at California. Well, you know, they're, they're talking about reparations. <clears throat> you got people. Well, who was the last celebrity to move out? Scott Bale. Yeah. You know, and, and all these people. Not that I care about well, Chachi, thing, but, you know, um, you know, who's going to pay these bills? When you well, look at stuff, what's going on in San Francisco, who's paying the bills? Well, the, see, the thing that they don't realize is that there really isn't going to be. It's more like what's going to happen is people are going to. Put put a wall around the major metropolitan areas and then starve out the liberals while they're in their their enclaves over there because they don't know how to they don't know how to farm they're not they don't know how to do anything they don't how they don't know how real America works and well to them that is real America so once again the education system is yeah. is doing it I mean I, I I mean do you think do you think some kid who's doing TikTok videos has any idea how he gets his food. Well, I don't, I don't know. Or whatever. I mean, you know, one of these, one of these TikTok dancers or whatever. Refri- you know, when I was just a little kid, I always thought the refrigerator was some kind of self-generating machine because there was always food in it. You know, so, I mean, you know, when I when I left home and moved to my first apartment, there was no telephone. I thought every house I had ever been in had a telephone. I, what the heck is this? You know, oh things like that. I mean, I was naive. I, you know, yeah, I, but I'm just, I'm just telling. Like these, these people. And in, it was in, attached in to the wall. 
Yeah, but you I know. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came through magic. The the, the, the food fairy yeah, showed you know, up. I, just poof, right. it's all there. You, you know, and if you lost a tooth, you got a nickel. Yeah, no, it's just, <laughs> I, I wonder what the going rate is and today. I just you know? can't. But I just, I, it, it just staggers the mind that how little the general public really understands how the okay. economic system works. I mean, it was. It, I found it fascinating when the truckers went on strike. And then everybody was surprised by the fact that the economy came to a halt when they did it. And I'm like, what, what do you mean you're surprised? Why is this surprising to you? You created an entire uh, economic system during COVID yep. in which you shut down all the major retail places. And the only way to get anything was through Amazon shipping goods back and forth. And the one group of people that did it, the truckers, went on strike. And everybody's like, wait a second. Yep. The economy comes to a halt for that reason? Well, you oh, know, I didn't know that. Brings up another interesting question. Like, of, do you have of, no idea COVID. what truckers do? Oh, well, yeah, but, you know. Like, these people don't know anything. Well, they're, they're a fair number. But, um, no, you know, even when you talk about COVID and, you know, you've got a huge corporation like Amazon. They made a fortune during yeah. COVID. So, you know, uh, was this engineered to COVID and this and that by large corporations or who whoever's trying to control the world order i mean you got bill gates saying there are too many people on the planet and there you know he's been talked about we we send birth control control to africa yeah. and all these and you know it, it, they've been accused of that birth control is more than birth control it's actually sterilizing all these people yeah and this and that you know that to, to slow down African countries are not yeah. very happy with Bill Gates and they don't no. they don't they don't they don't like the America's involvement in their no, countries but, which know, is understandable i mean right. that we we the but here here his we, organizations have been doing things like you that you know and while it, it i i can't say it's true or it's not true but once again you know here we are involved in you know other sovereign nations yeah. and uh you know we say oh we're trying to help but we're engineering the whole thing you know, to right. an outcome that we want to see, not necessarily what they want. So it is scary, and, and you know, like well, our, it's what is what drives a lot of these conspiracy theories. Because when you see this stuff, it's it's hard not to start asking questions. It's oh, hard absolutely. not to well, it, you know, I to think, have these kinds of conversations. I think Michael J. Fox said it best: "It's our duty as an American system citizen to question our government." Absolutely, it's our duty to question them. And, uh, you know, now they just kind of look at you, smile, shrug their shoulders, and walk away. They don't answer the questions, you know. And there, and there is no – there are no consequences, you know. Well, that, but if, and if you don't ask it, they'll lock you up. And, that, and that's what – that's the thing that kind of makes me wonder is, like, at what point – like, you know, what is the end game for these guys? Like, well, it, I don't it, get it's, it. it's all to be kings and queens and, you know – uh, lots yeah, of money and do they not know what happened last time the Anchon regime in France? They, they do know what happened the Anchon regime uh, in France. You know, if you see guillotines start popping up, then I'd start to worry. But you know, that's what I'm saying. It looks like guillotines are starting to pop up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, well, it's it's looking get... more and more like that's where we're heading there. Well, it, it very well could be, you know. But uh, there are a lot of people out there that you know, and and the average person spends a lot of their time just trying to maintain. You know, they go to work, they, you know, they do the best they can, you know, they're supporting a family, they're paying their taxes, their bills, you know, and they struggle and some of them do better than that. But, you know, when you're a multimillionaire or, you know, making two, three hundred, uh, 
million a year or maybe 50 maybe it's a lot less than that a lot of what's going on gas prices don't seem to phase you you know the mm-hmm. grocery store i i walked out with two one and a half bags and it was a hundred dollars you know and it i didn't it wasn't fancy i mean i could carry them i didn't need a cart so um yeah prices are getting out of control and then uh, scarcity i was listening to a program this morning drugs you know, prescription drugs, yeah. they're in tight supply. I mean, we're, we don't have any shortages yet, but uh, tight supply. And everything's being made someplace other than here. And yeah. once again, I think, you know, that's got to do with unions, American greed, and uh, wanting want it as cheap as possible. Well, no, that's that, – I don't – I wouldn't blame the unions for the for the, for the, re, the exportation well, nowadays. You, some of it, you know, they drove the companies away. Well, no, we allow the companies to be driven away. But well, yeah. and then our federal government drives them away. Like, yeah, NAFTA, huge, there's a variety of things like that. With huge uh, tariffs deals. and, right, all yeah. kinds of regulations and things like that. Now, I'm. Well, tariffs know, would bring them back, not the other way around. Okay. Well, you know, one way or the other, whatever they're doing. But, because um, that was making why. Making it difficult. That's why. That's what that was, what Trump was threatening to do was raise tariffs, and so he he said if you didn't uh, if you didn't if you didn't build the stuff here, we're going to raise tariffs so that if you bring it across the border, right, you pay and so, more. And so then all these car companies started building in America again, start opening up factories for you know all. Oh, absolutely. But that's what that's what that's what these guys have done. And in the past, that's what a, a lot of American presidents used to do. They used the, the the tariff system to punish companies that tried to. Uh, uh, create sweatshops overseas and bring stuff in. Well, it, and they've done away with all those things. Well, they, yeah, well, they still do, and we still support them. I mean, they, you know, Nike sneakers and all these Absolutely. other companies. Absolutely. They're the main total slave factories. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, people people buy them and this, that, and I want to watch that movie on uh, Air Jordan. I think that's got to be a pretty good movie about... Uh, is, this a, is this a docu? Uh, documentary kind of a documentary about one of the most popular sneakers ever invented interesting and, uh, and um i forget is it where what's it on it's about uh no what 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 what's i mean where is it where can oh, you see I, it i'm not i'm not sure i i've just seen ads for it and this and that and, and uh uh it's about how they marketed and came up with the marketing for that shoe and That's cool. turned it into a multi-million dollar. Oh, deal. yes. I've seen the trailer for this. That's well, a, that's oh, it. yes. That, that, so that's oh, it. Yes. The trailers. I've been seeing those. And that's got to be pretty in- interesting on how they did that. And, of course, you know, it catapulted Michael Jordan to fame and the sneaker to well, fame. The, bull, and, the Bulls pulled, <laughs> catapulted well, Michael Jordan yeah, to fame. Yeah, well, you know, the whole thing there but, yeah, how yeah. they were able to capitalize on it. Now he was the hottest rookie in the in the NBA. Yeah, but it, you know, I, for people that want to watch and something like that, it's interesting to see how that stuff actually works. But another uh, problem we're having right now is supply chain issues. You can't get stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, and and it's kind of funny. You know, you know, you, it, I don't know how many people out there have pools. You're opening your pool and you need something and you can't get it. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a you know for a while you had to. Uh, worried about being able to buy the chlorine tabs and this and that i you know i think they're out there now and uh, it, it's not a problem but um it, it it's one of the things that drives prices yep so anyway a uh, lot going on uh let's see we're gonna have a third thursday coming up huh they've started they've started i believe 
So that was yeah. great. There was a great concert downtown yeah. uh, this weekend. They did a great job and uh, good there's, attendance. There's also Veggie Stock on uh, Lauder Park this weekend. Veggie Stock. It's, it's, it's a, a band. No, it's not band. It's, it's a vegetable. Vegetable, yeah. Ah, Veggie Stock. So they were hiding them and you went and hunted them down i don't know what it is but anyway uh just saying it great yeah no great thing a lot of things come up a lot of nice uh memorial day things uh you know i hope mm -hmm. people remembered what it was uh to take a moment of silence and recognize the people that gave their lives so we can do what we do uh very important to thank them for that mm -hmm. uh so you know it's uh, it's different than veterans day but, uh, you know, I think uh, we've lost some of the meeting on some of these holidays yeah. and we've turned them into fun, exciting things where, yeah, you know, I, I want to do that, too. But it, it's nice to take a moment out and, you know, thank our fallen heroes for what they did, this ultimate sacrifice. But, hey, listen, uh, while ba Bobby James is out making the ultimate sacrifice in the upcoming week, you got to join us uh, next Thursday. Yeah. At 5 o'clock, we'll be here for the Republic Forum. So till next week, good night and God bless.